Welcome to Sisterhood Meets Motherhood, the podcast where two goddesses who happen to be related by marriage discuss all things family, purpose, sisterhood, faith, spirituality, and all the other divinely messy parts of womanhood. Every other week, Kendra and Sophie unmask from all the daily roles required of the modern woman to bring you refreshing and truthful conversations that remind you that you are, in fact, never alone on the journey. Welcome to episode 11, and this one is going to be called Unconditional. We're going to unpack this. This is a little an idea that kind of came, came forward from my state of being right now, and I'm really excited to dive in and talk a little bit more about unconditional emotions and love and how it ties into different um, therapy tools that Sophie has that are really fun that I've actually been practicing with my children, as well as some essential oil touches on this of just how to really tap back in and be grounded and unconditional. So good morning, sister. Good middle of the night. Yeah. We're, we're, I, I texted Kendra saying, I don't know if I'm going to be up at 5 a.m. for our call time, but I am up now. Do you want to just do it? Like, and here we are. Three o'clock in the morning for you, right? Three o'clock in the morning. But I decided instead of laying in bed and being an anxiety about how I can't sleep, I might as well start my day and, and be in it. And, and I it's love all it. Good. Um, so, and I love, and we were just meditating before we started with the freedom that we have to, to do this from across the world and decide to wake up whenever we want. And we're really grateful for that. And, and Kendra, I was too. Yeah. What did you say? And just being flexible as well, like, you know, making it work. Like it doesn't have to be a certain time every day. We just kind of go with the flow. And as you guys are listening, you're literally getting like what we're feeling in this moment, in this, you know, space that we're in and what energy we're bringing. So, yep, we're being in our authentic selves. And I was really excited when you messaged me and brought up the unconditional topic because I had been thinking about it a lot. Like, how am I subtly bringing conditional love to my husband, to myself, to my family? And what would it look like if I truly embodied unconditional love? Like mm-hmm. everyone talks about it and they say, I love you unconditionally, but like, do they really, really, really love you and keep their hearts open no matter what? And Absolutely. so, I've, yeah, I've been sitting with this one and I'm excited to hear what's been percolating for you. But before we dive in, Kendra, how are you being in this moment? Oh, like we just talked, I'm actually tired. <laughs> I'm um, in a just, you know, a phase of life right now. It's been busy with the kids. Our our kids school flooded. They've been home. We just got them back for a week after Christmas break. And so I felt like I was getting back into my routine and then they were home for seven days, no, nine days because their school flooded. And now we have a family coming to visit my in-laws, my mother-in-law's coming. So, you know, I'm just real life. I'm a little tired and been busy and, but also at the same time with that tiredness or the state of being and um, a little bit of exhaustion, 
I have a lot of gratitude in my heart too, for all the things going on. And, you know, there was some beautiful times with the boys being home during that little bit of time. And I'm excited to have uh, my husband's mom here to visit as well. So just real life. <laughs> How are you being in this moment, Sophie? Surprisingly awake and here with you. And I had shared with you that we just got an espresso machine. We decided that we couldn't continue to give Dutch brothers our entire paycheck. So we were like both driving to the drive-thru all the time because we live near Dutch brothers. And that's like a really, it's kind of like a Starbucks coffee shop um, in the U.S. for anyone who doesn't know Dutch brothers. And Kendall and I were going through a phase of really, really, really loving it. And um, while we are in a process of also limiting our coffee, we were like, well, what if we just get the machine and make one a day and it's an artistic process? And I have been loving it. I am like the barista. I don't think Kendall has used it yet because I'm like, I got it. Um, so, so I'm feeling really excited about this. And I love the power to just be tired. I um, I had a therapist when I was in grad school and she really supported me and actually just accepting that it's okay to be tired. I like, I would link being tired with a lot of anxiety. And in our culture, there's a lot of pressure to get enough sleep and like be totally rested in a super stressed and you know overworked <laughs> culture. And I remember one day she just asked me like, what's so wrong with being tired? And I was like, um, I guess it's not like a threat. It's okay. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm glad we're both here exactly as we are. Exactly. So I really so, want to dive on the topic because yeah, it's it on my heart, so deep on my heart. Um, I have been just little devotionals and things like this word unconditional kept coming up and like in love and I just in being right. Like just for me with my sons and my husband and just uh, really accepting the, the role of motherhood and like being okay with doing the dishes and laundry and like loving each moment I get. And then especially with my boys, just unconditional love. And like you said, our society is so easy to be like lovey dovey and in love. And it's so easy to say like, I love you unconditionally, but the actions have to match that as well. And I think as I was going through my devotionals and just knowing that, like, for me, God's love is always unconditional, like truly, no matter where I'm at, if I'm tired, if I'm if I haven't made a mistake or if I have something, it's always there. And then to turn that and to also be paying that forward to your loved ones and to people and to friends and coworkers and how, how powerful unconditional love can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as we mentioned in other episodes, um, what I love about this podcast is that we have different faiths and we welcome different faiths and we're open to different faiths and we, and we're, and we're, and we're talking the same language. And so I always like can really understand you, Kendra, when you're, when you're talking about your connection to, to your religion. And for me, it's really nature and it's like, be like feeling the sun or being on a hike. And like, I've messaged you before saying like, just when, just when we were talking about the big picture, like a big Eagle flew above. And, and those are my reminders of just like how loved we are and how, um, and how okay we are. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, the client work that I do is confidential. So I, so I never share identifying information or, or too much information, but um, 
without over-identifying anyone, there's a client that I'm really enjoying working with and learning so much from. She's such a wise woman. And she, um, and yeah, and yesterday in a session, she was just reflecting on how we can try to figure everything out and we can try to be the fixer and we can try to, um, yeah, make things wrong. And ultimately it just comes back to pure love. And, and she told me that, um, she told me about a project that Elon Musk is doing to create like artificial intelligence. This like, yeah, the system of artificial intelligence and some listeners might know much more about this. And so like now this like robot type thing actually has information and answers to, to like offer. And when asked, what do you know about humanity? The answer was connection and pure love. Aww. Yeah. So it's like in, in, the, in all of that, it was like, it's actually just love. And we get in our way with these defenses. Um, so I want to share, yeah, I want to share vulnerably about what came up for me around this. Um, just, just in case anyone can relate. Um, so I feel like Kendall generally does a really amazing job of loving me unconditionally. Like I can show up as a monster, like in my triggered states. And like, he's pretty quick to just say, I love you, Sophie. And I like, and I really soften. And sometimes I almost feel like I'm testing him subconsciously. Like, are you still going to love me if I'm this, if I'm like this crazy? Um, (laughs) But I've really had to work on it. He's even said, like, do you fully believe in me? Like, do you, do you love me no matter what? Like we're in this. And and it's because there's been times like out of my own fear, it's like, if you don't meet this standard, then I don't know if I can do this. If like, if you lose, if like you lose yourself as a dad too many times, or if you like aren't on track with like, like supporting our financial agreements. Um, and so just even in the past few weeks, even though we're married, I've been like really, really unpacking the last layers of that. Like, what is it that's preventing me from just saying, I love you no matter what, like you could totally F up. You don't have to, you don't have to prove anything. You don't have to make a certain amount of money. You don't have to be a certain kind of dad. Like I choose you. And, and it's tough to admit that there's like little layers of defense there. Oh my gosh. When you said fear. Yeah. That hit me hard because it's the exact same thing for me. When my unconditional love starts to waver, it's because of my own insecurities and fears. And then I stop and it's like, oh, well, I thought of this. And it's probably something that my husband had didn't even do, but I thought of something that potentially could hurt me. Scott and I have been together for 16 years. As a lot of you listeners know, we've divorced, reconciled, and we have three sons and we've been through it all, literally. And so there's a lot of triggers and a lot of past hurts on both sides for us, but I do find myself tapping into like fear. And then I go down this trickle of like, well, then I'm going to give him space or I'm not going to do this like I would normally do. And then I have to stop and bring it back and be like, no, like I'm going to love him no matter what, because I choose him. And, and it's exactly that, like, it's, it's exactly that, that you can be exactly who you are. And the word for me that comes up too, that you've really, really taught me is radical acceptance. Yeah, And I think that's like my word of the year, mm-hmm. radically accepting people for who they are and where they're at in this phase of life. 
And when I wake up and I have that affirmation in the forefront of my mind, Scott can say something or the kids can do something or a business partner could, you know, lash out or have a certain feeling. And I don't react the way I used to. I actually can react with more of this true unconditional love and support because I'm radically accepting of where they're at in this moment. Yeah. And it actually becomes a response instead of a reaction. Um, And one of my mentors talks about how we have a responsibility to respond (laughs) versus reaction. And so you're really staying in that center line. And yeah, I totally, the radical acceptance piece is a lifelong journey. And for me, it's also self-responsibility. So it's like when I'm like outwardly blaming or shaming someone I love, which is it's so interesting. We do that to the people we love most. Um, and, and then I can bring it back to myself. I'm like, well, what's the benefit of this situation? Like what's the, you know, like, so right now, for example, um, I'm being asked to like put a bit more effort and productivity into my business than my ego is telling me I would want to, because Kendall's working super hard, finishing school and writing his thesis and, doing amazing work. He's not sitting on the couch. Like, and my ego wants to say like, this is unfair. Like, I just want to hang out. But then when I really feel into my heart and I ask like, what's the benefit of this? I'm like, I'm being asked to increase my capacity and expand and like, and be in my purpose more. It's not about the money. I'm like being asked to be available more. And as I've been making that shift in the past week, it's actually so interesting. Like I've opened my email a couple of times and I've had incredible opportunities, like another podcast opportunity or this like client that I'm so excited to support or whatever it is. And it's just been amazing to see when I make an internal energetic shift to choose empowerment instead of disempowerment and self-responsibility and acceptance, I get that abundance reflected back in my outer world too. And then I'm just outside the paradigm of making anyone wrong. And I'm really in that unconditional space of like, openness and acceptance. And it really is the universe, this unconditionally loving you back with that when you're opening up to it, I feel like. So I am curious, I want to hear your therapy tool that links back into this unconditional, because I, I've been practicing this same tool that you've already taught me. So I'm excited for you to tell our listeners as well. So the tool I wanted to share today, I teach in the tuned in parenting course and It's called the gaze of adoration. And I created it after sitting in the therapy office with a lot of parents and feeling and kind of like an ick in my stomach and realizing that a lot of parents were really annoyed with their kids and they were forgetting to adore them. Like they were totally valid, like in stress and in overwhelm and looking towards their kiddos with like, oh my gosh. But I was recognizing that there was a system being created where parents were like contracted towards their kiddos because of their own overwhelm and because of their fear of the next outburst. And then they were getting contraction mirrored back at them. It was like, if you have your heart closed towards your child, you can bet that their heart will be closed in return to you. And so the ask is that parents soften into their own system. And it could literally be by just like, taking a sip of this yummy drink and um, like really tasting it, like being in pleasure of like, ah, like we're good. We're okay. Like we can open and then orienting towards their kiddos and looking for what's right about them and what's adorable 
instead of what's wrong. Um, we also have, I think it came from this too. We have a little piece of paper on our fridge that says, we're the grownups. We can do it. Look how cute they are. Um, oh. Kendall do. <laughs> Cause we were like, look how little and cute they are when we're getting overwhelmed. And so it's that same idea. It's like softening in our own system and opening up to a place of self-love and self-adoration really if possible and then orienting towards our kids in the same way um and interestingly I was sitting with the parents or sitting with a couple earlier this week that were that had been taking the course and the husband said I've been doing it to my wife too I'm like you're adorable and they're just like loving this tool and it's working for the whole system so it's for kids it's for situations um, it's for your partners, it's for your colleagues. Like, can you start to gaze at people with openness, with unconditional love, really? Ah, oh, the gaze of adoration. This literally brought your tears to my eyes when you're saying that because I've been practicing this since going through your course, and it really has changed so much for me because I can get really wound up in motherhood and it's because I love them so much, but then I get crazy. And then I'm like yelling at them because I don't want them to get hurt. And I have three boys who are wild and crazy. And it's like, I have to tone that in. And even just yesterday, I took a sip of my coffee and I literally was like loving every sip of it in the moment. And I was just like, you know, softening into myself and, and practicing the gaze of adoration. Like you said, not only for your children, but also my husband. And it's been fun. Like it's so easy to see things that annoy you, especially with a spouse or someone you're living with, like, like the toilet roll or like these little things, right? It's so easy to find those things. But when you actually stop and put your perspective and your heart and the unconditional love in that avenue of like, oh, they are cute. Or I like when they do this or look when they're doing that, you know, and it's really helped me with my youngest, which you can relate so much because um, my youngest son, Bryston and Leif, her son are three months apart in age. And they're like these, this like duo cousin, like they're hilarious, but Bryson is that kid. And I just saw a meme on Instagram that I was just like, I couldn't relate more to because it was this cute little fat toddler in their diaper, just like passed out on the bed. And it says like, when you're like the point of view, when your little one is so cute, but they have like literally terrorized and emotionally abused the entire family and the dog all day. And I'm like, that's Bryson. <laughs> but then you stop and you look at them, you're like, but they're so cute and they're little and they're growing and they're learning. And it's just hard not to just be, you know, and I found the more that I've been using this gaze of adoration, especially with my youngest, let's call him Tasmanian devil son. He has been like, I find myself like giggling at him and being more into like that moment and like, and like cherishing that memory. And then he turns around and he recept like reciprocates. He's like giggling back. And like, I feel the energy with us where otherwise it would be more tenacious. And so I, I totally have put this into practice, Sophie, and it works and it's incredible. So, um, yeah. I also want to wrap up with an essential oil suggestion. And this one was powerful because right away I knew the oil I wanted to use, which is rose and rose is like the queen of essential oils. And it's the oil of divine love. And, um, I'm going to read a little bit about it here from the essential emotions book. Like I do every episode, but Rose holds the highest vibration than any other oil on the planet. It's a powerful healer of the heart and it supports individuals in reaching heavenward, um, or outward and connecting with their divine love. Rose teaches the essential need for divine grace and intervention in the healing process. And 
what I love about this one, it says it invites individuals to experience the unwavering, unchanging, unconditional love of the divine. And whether that be for you, universe, God, whatever, you know, um, higher power that you seek, Rose really helps your heart to open up and soften um, to remind you of that. The love heals all hearts and dresses all wounds. It restores individuals to authenticity, wholeness, and purity. As one feels unconditional love and acceptance, the heart is softened. As the heart fully opens, a fountain of love flows freely through the soul. In this state, one feels charity and compassion. So for me, this is like so powerful to be able to have an essential oil blend that is going to have like these high energy vibes and aromatically opening things that are going to be helping your mood and helping your emotion. And I literally apply rose right over my heart. Um, and it really does soften. Like in that moment, I can see my heart opening and softening and like visualizing that to step into these moments of, you know, gazing in adoration at my family or having radical acceptance, even on the hard days and, and really practicing the unconditional love. Rose is one of my favorites. Rose and balance are my two go-tos. Um, and I, yeah, you can, you can really feel it. It really is one of the highest vibration oils, right? Yeah. It's really like you can, you can feel that one. So, um, it's really a good one. Um, yay. Well, hopefully this is a reminder to bring some unconditional love to yourself and, and the people around you. This week, I remember one of my first meditation retreats, like having the experience a few days in the first few days are like all the anxiety bubbling up of like really settling. I just burst into tears and I wrote in my notebook. I have to love myself if I want to love others. It was like, I can only love others to the extent that I love that I love myself. And it was like this so simple, but this aha, like I got to figure this out. And, Mm -hmm. and that was a, yeah, that was the start of a new way for me. So. So bringing that unconditional love all around. Um, Kendra, how can you lead even more with your heart in the coming week? Unconditional love. I think even for friends and family and strangers, I mean, people that you see on the street, just, you know, being kind, um, expressing that kind of paying it forward. So um, I really sit back sometimes and think like if every person did this, how different our world would be, how much it would change and how softened our hearts would be and softened our world would be, which is such a needed thing right now. And so all you can do is control what you can control and be the example of that and have that energy. And so I'm just going to continue to lead with an unconditional heart for this humanity. Um, yeah. Forefront of my yeah. What about for you? really the same, like really, really challenging myself. Like, how can I open? And I love how even through this conversation, I walked, I'm in Kendall's office since I didn't want to wake him up. It's the middle of the night. Um, And I walked in and there's like, there's a situation in the corner here, like a lot of stuff. And my thought was kind of like, wow, it's a lot of stuff. I wonder if you should clean that up. But, um, but now we've been in this unconditional love space. And I was just looking, you'll love this. I was just looking with adoration. I think it's so cute. He has his doTERRA oils lined up on his desk. And I'm like, this is totally like the man vibe. He has the midnight forest, cypress and patchouli sitting here. And then a little bit of motivate. I'm like, and in my office, I have like the balance and the rose and I'm just mm-hmm. thinking it's adorable. And I'm picturing him here 
you know, grounding himself with his man guns. <laughs> with his man aroma. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Well, this was a good one. Yeah, we love this. And we've loved getting feedback from all of you. So thank you so much for being here. And until next time. Until next time. Bye.